Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Game Notes, your Utah Jazz podcast on the Athletic Podcast Network. I'm Dave DeFore, and the man you all came to listen to, Tony Jones, is here with me as he always is. Tony, what's up, buddy? This podcast is also known as No Retreat, No Surrender. <laughs> really? Are we not retreating from, from our belief in the Utah Jazz from last week? I'm not retreating from my steak dinner that I'm going to get for you from you. Now, listen, I had a lead for one day, and it felt so good to have that lead back, and then they had to go and blow it for me. Hey, listen, we both got things wrong. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. Let's start Let's start with what we got wrong. Um. Look, I still believe in this team, but uh, I didn't realize how how exhausted they were going to be at the end of this road trip. I'll be honest. I told you last week that this was going to be a tough trip. Like that was that was a tough trip. Yeah, yeah they looked tired. It was tough in travel. Yeah, they looked tired. And when you're tired, well, what's the first thing that slips? You slip defensively. So yeah. they kind of slipped defensively on this trip. I thought they played a heck of a game against um, Philly. Yeah. And then um, I thought that game got taken away from them. Oh, no. Come on, Tony. I, I thought they got a really rough whistle. Maybe. But no, they l- did. let's just be- hold on. Now, no, they was did. it they a rough whistle? It. Was it a rough whistle when Donovan Mitchell got three free throws in a tie game? Down the stretch. I don't think that was a rough whistle. I thought the whistle affected the game. That's what I thought. Oh, they they took themselves out of it. Uh, when that call wasn't overturned, I think they took themselves out of it. I think the whistle affected the game. Do you care to elaborate? Because I disagree with you, Tony. I disagree. I think it should. Maybe it did, but it shouldn't have. Because it wasn't that bad of a whistle. You don't think so? I, I disagree. No, Look, I man, I just think whistle. that when you pay attention to one call, it looks awful. But if you look it was, at a sea it was, of calls, it, was a lot it looks more than fine. One calls. It was, it was, it was. There was Philadelphia does this to teams, though. This is like Joel Embiid shot thirteen free throws. It's what he does, man. Like he's physical. He creates contact. I had no problems with Joel Embiid, but if, if you're going to allow Joel Embiid, this is what I always say: if you allow mm-hmm. something, allow it on both ends. So if you're going to allow Joel Embiid to lower his shoulder into Rudy Gobert and throw him on the floor, which is fine. If you allow that, that's fine. But then allow Rudy Gobert to stand his ground the next possession. And that's where the discrepancy was. Okay, it's like if on one possession, if Joel Embiid, you know, bulls over Rudy Gobert and goes and dunks it, whatever, that's fine. But the next possession, if Rudy Gobert, if Rudy Gobert defends and defends with his forearm, allow that to happen. And that's what that's what wasn't happening. You think about that that dunk attempt? Oh, uh, Donovan's dunk over No, no, no. The MB dunk attempt where he got fouled. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, I, I thought that was a, a ticky tack foul. I, I did think that was a ticky tack foul, but it was a foul. And two possessions before, and two possessions before, Joel MB just like completely lowered his shoulder into Rudy Gobert's chest, sent him sprawling across the floor and laid it in. And that's yeah. fine if you don't call that. If you call that, that's fine. But then call the next guy on the other end for lowering his shoulder. But if you don't call that, 
then don't call it then don't call it the next play when Rudy Gobert tries to hold his ground. Okay, see, and I understand that there were a couple of bad calls, but I just think that for the most part, those things shake out. Especially I don't over think, the I don't the think it shook out last now, night. I, now hold on. I, now hang on. They win that game if they just foul up three. Right? Like they didn't lose that game because of any one whistle. They lost the game because of that. Uh, Donovan Mitchell down the stretch goes 0 of 10, had a couple tu- turnovers. Um, you know, like there there are reasons they lost the game that are not just the referees. I think the Jazz win that game by 10 if it's an even whistle. That's what I think. Maybe. They could have won it in regulation, though. Still. That is probably the first time in three or four years that I thought the Jazz really got just absolute like a whistle that the Jazz got absolutely prevented them from winning a game because that's you know, I mean because it was a possession game and I and, sure. and here's the thing like you got to give Philly credit because a that was an MVP level performance from Joel Embiid mm-hmm. like that was just man like that was an MVP level performance he obviously came out to make a point he made a point and he was just absolutely phenomenal you got to give Joel Embiid credit for making that three it was a contested three that was good defense by Boyan Bogdanovich he did everything that he could do there and Embiid just made a great shot what I'm saying is if that whistle is more even and a lot less tilted towards Philly then that's a three or four possession game with 20 seconds left and we're all ready to go home. That's what I'm saying. But the game was still winnable. In oh, spite yeah, the game of was still bad, winnable. Right? The, okay. the game the game was still winnable and I thought that the game got away from the Jazz down the stretch because I think that at some point it just got to them and it was just like they were just finished. I agree with you that I think that the whistle definitely took them out of it, right? I'm not going to say that it didn't. And I'm not even going to say that they didn't have some hard calls go against them because they certainly had a couple. But it just is an excuse. And there are reasons for the loss. I think that the fatigue is the number one reason for the loss. Down the stretch, they just didn't appear to have their legs on defense or on offense. There was just no pop from anybody. And I'm not surprised. Like, when you are playing at the level that they've played this season, for as long as they've been doing it, and remember, none of their guys have really been out. Connolly missed some games, but everyone's been playing. So it's not like... <laughs> You know, they're they're actually feeling the full brunt of the compressed schedule. And there's the factor of, you know, the all-star break is literally one day away for them because they're they're done now. Um, I could totally get them being tired, getting a couple of bad calls, and just not being able to get over the hump, if that makes sense. That that physical and mental exhaustion hump that you need to beat a good team like Philadelphia. But I would argue that by the time playoffs come around, they need to be winning those games too, right? If we're going to take them seriously as a contender, we need to see them win some of these games when they are tired, they feel beat up, when the calls go against them, and and when the three ball is not falling, right? They got to find ways. Good teams, great teams, find ways to win those games, Tony. And that's why I'm saying, like, you just have to get over the referee thing. You're not going to help your your case by doing some of the stuff that happened with them during that game. I mean, you know, plain and simple. They blew the game. And the refs didn't help them, but the refs didn't do it all. Uh, I think the refs act- actively hurt them. I just disagree with you. And that's yeah, fine. That, and that's fine. Yeah, it's fine. I think what you are describing is a garden variety, a garden variety yeah, you know what? They got some difficult whistles, but you got to play through it. And I think that that's what mm-hmm. you're describing. And I think that on a lot of levels, on most nights, that's probably true. I think they got mm-hmm. 
Woo! So I, I just think it just goes beyond just your, you know, hey, yo, they got some really difficult calls, but yeah, you know what? Play through them. You got to do this. You got to do that, 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 that. Nah, I, I just think it went just beyond that. They were playing five on eight. Let's look at at sort of the, the trend over the last few games. Are, are you worried about the interior defense? And obviously Rudy Gobert, listen, that guy's the defensive player of the year right now. It's him or Ben Simmons. Rudy Gobert doesn't have Joel How is it him or Ben Simmons? Because Ben Simmons has been excellent this year. Ben Simmons is awesome. I think that if you look at any metric possible, it's nobody under the, other than Rudy at this point. That's fair. I mean, I think he's the number one guy, sure. But I mean, you know, just for argument's sake, Ben Simmons is going to be mentioned. He's probably going to be second. But Rudy's doing it alone. Right. I think the narrative is that Ben Simmons is right there with Rudy Gobert. And I, I disagree. Oh, with that. yeah. No, I don't think I don't think so at all. No, it's not close, particularly. But with Rudy, you know, they have been getting beat up inside a little bit. You know, are you worried at all about the load that he's taken on? You, you think maybe that's just, again, he especially because of how big the load is for him is maybe dealing with the fatigue a little bit more and, and we'll see him a little bit more refreshed after the break? Are you worried that, you know, maybe there's a trend here and teams are starting to figure out this new coverage that they're running out there? You know, I think that the schedule that the Jazz had from January 31st to today, I think that not many NBA teams in many seasons are going to face a schedule like that where you face all of those great teams in a row. Even if some of those great teams like the Clippers like the Lakers, even if some of those great teams were missing key guys, you still got to go out and play really good basketball against really good teams who know how to make it really difficult with you, even without their guys. And I think that by this road trip, and this is why last week I said I would not be surprised to see the Jazz lose more than once on this road trip, because after that schedule all consecutively at some point it takes a toll on your legs especially in a condensed schedule like this so schematically i don't think i'm worried about anything concerning the jazz i just think that the jazz needed some rest and i think that they were exhausted and that's why i think that you've seen some slippage defensively because the first thing to go with the legs is is on the defensive end. I think that that's why you saw the Jazz come out on Monday and play the way they played against New Orleans. I think they grinded through some games, like they had that back-to-back in Miami and Orlando. In Orlando, the second night, like basically for the first half, they couldn't make a shot because they had no legs, but they still kind of grinded through defensively. That's kind of what I thought. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. People keep bringing up the health, right? Like they keep mentioning almost as a, a way to detract from what Utah's done. Well, yeah, well, they're they're good when they're at full health. Well, it's like, yeah, that's the point. And I think this last you know week or so, We've gotten to see what this team looks like when it's not fresh. And that's where not having guys missing games in this condensed schedule 
I think hurt them just in this last week. And, and I'm I'm curious to see if they can come out of the gate post All Star and potentially go on another run like like we just saw them have two of. You know, you think they come out of the gate? I mean, their schedule in the second half is pretty favorable for them in particular. I mean, they they come back with Houston, Golden State, Boston, the Wizards, the Raptors, and the Bulls. And, you know, not easy teams by any stretch, but, I mean, they should be favored in, in every single one of those games, right? Houston, yes. Golden State, yes. Boston, I probably wouldn't favor them. Um, Toronto, probably 50 On the 50. second night of a back-to-back on the road, yeah. By the time they get to Chicago, they're going to be super tired. One of the things that was described to me about this schedule was it's a difficult schedule, not in terms of the teams that they're playing. Like, there's no gauntlet like the February gauntlet, but it's a difficult schedule in terms of the travel. Right. So let's take this upcoming road trip, right? So they start with Houston next Friday. Then they go to Golden State. Then the very next game is Boston. So you're flying all the way across the country on one day rest. (laughs) So you're flying from San Francisco to Boston on a day's rest. So do you think that they should be favored in that Boston game? Maybe not. Probably not. Not after flying 3,000 miles on 24 hours rest. Then then you go Washington. That's a pretty easy trip. Then you're going all the way down to Florida. Then you're coming all the way back up to Chicago. So you look at the, the teams that they're playing and you're like, oh, well, you know, they should go four and two on that four and one on that trip or whatever. But that's a really, really tough trip in terms of logistics. Do you think Utah should should explore the idea of of scheduled rest for the second half? Do you think like Giving Rudy and, and Donovan and and Mike Conley, actually, I mean, all those guys, strategic games off here and there to try to, you know, avoid what we just saw, which was, you know, the legs falling off. Yeah, I mean, I, I would think so, especially with Mieoni and, and Jawan Morgan, like as your 10th and 11th guys, because those guys, you know, both of those guys can play in a rotation on, you know, you know, on one night or whatever. I thought that there were a couple of guys in the rotation that just really looked tired. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, I definitely think that here's the thing. The Jazz really want that number one seed. Like they want to be the number one seed because I think that they know that anywhere between two and seven and you're getting a great team in the first round. Like if you finish number two, you might get d- the Denver Nuggets. <laughs> you finish number one, you might get the Clippers or the Lakers. I mean, the, I think the the playoffs are going to be wild, man. You can get the Clippers and Lakers in the second round. I'm talking about for the first round. I'm saying you you yeah you might get them in the second round. I'm saying like if you're if you're the first seed, you're there's not going to be an easy game. And the first seed in the first round, you're probably gonna you get. might get the Nuggets as the eighth seed. That's how the West. I is don't think year. the Nuggets it's are going to be the eighth seed. I think the Nuggets, but I do think the Nuggets are still in play for the seventh seed. I think. Ultimately, the AFC is either going to be San Antonio or or Dallas. Ultimately, yeah, or maybe or maybe Golden State. We'll see how Golden State this, deals, deals with this schedule. I was talking to to someone uh, that works for a team in the last week, and he said it would not shock him. You know, given just the way this season's kind of gone from an injury perspective, it wouldn't shock him if we got multiple first round upsets in the West only in the playoffs. Just. One of those bottom four seeded teams getting especially hot or especially healthy when the other team isn't and being able to take them out. And it's interesting when you look at some of the potential matchups and you can say to yourself, oh, yeah, Utah definitely does not want to see Denver in the first round at all. Not that it's necessarily like a a walk, 
you know, in the park for for Denver. But it would be a tough. That's probably another seven game series. Nobody wants that. I think the Jazz know that if they get the one seed, they're not going to see Denver. I don't think Denver will right. be the AC. I think their floor is seven. So that's why I think the Jazz really, really want that one seed, no matter who the four or five seed is, because if you get that one seed, it's probably going to be Golden State, San Antonio, or Dallas, which is, I mean, like, this is like all relative, right? Because like, oh, okay. So you're going to see Stephen Curry or Luka Doncic. Like, good luck with that. <laughs> um, but it's better than seeing Denver or it's better than seeing Portland and Portland gets his guys back. Like, it's better than seeing Portland and Portland gets Yusuf Nurkic and, and Zach Collins back. Or is yeah, Zach, Col- right, Zach Collins right. coming back? I don't think he's going to come back, but CJ is probably coming back soon. But yeah, you're right. Like a team that's better than it actually is better, or at least has better parts than what it's had all year right. and winds up being better than its record. And then you have to face them. Right. It's This is the year for that. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like it's been done. You know, I didn't want to. I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic Toretto I Live My Life a Quarter Mile at a Time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. All right, let's talk about the steak dinner because we're at the all-star break and we're both 23 and 12 on the season. And I got to tell you, I, look, I, I'm so disappointed in myself, Tony. I'm so disappointed. That Sixers game was a toss-up to me and I really thought they were going to win it. And, uh, you know, I should be mad at the referees, I guess. I, I mean, you probably be should be. No, you probably should be. I try to be reasonable, you know, um, but but 23 and 12. Uh, I, I got to say, uh, it, it is interesting to try to pick games for a team that's this good, where the expectation that I have going into just about every game is, Tony, I feel like they can win pretty much any single night. And so picking the losses, I mean, we even said, <laughs> I just can't pick them to lose right now a couple weeks ago. And, and now this has been, you know, watching them, them, you know, sort of run into some kryptonite, the, the fatigue kryptonite so to speak, the last week and a half or so, it has been much tougher. Uh, I look forward to them being healthy and fresh so I can just pick them to win every game. That's going to be great. And I'm definitely winning the steak dinner with this. I'm going to win the steak dinner. And let me tell you something. That ribeye that I'm going to order is going to taste like butter. And I'm going to have a baked potato with all the fixings. And I'm going to have some asparagus and... I'm going to order some peach cobbler and I'm definitely okay. going to have, and I'm definitely going to have a virgin pina colada. <laughs> All right. See, I, I'm just going to order only meat, no sides. Why waste time with those vegetables? You're just going <laughs> to order meat. So listen, remember Willy Wonka and the chocolate factory when they had, when they started eating the gum and like the, the flavor. Yes. Yes. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to order some Willy Wonka <laughs> chewing gum in the meantime. And like, 
I'm gonna like, oh my God, the butter is just like running down my throat. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just that. Like, but hopefully I don't turn into a, a, a baked potato or what, what was it that, that, that Veruca Salt turned into? She turned into a blueberry. Blueberry, yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, and somebody pulled that clip uh, with Tony talking about butter uh, and sent it to me on Twitter. That's gonna do it for this week. And we're off next week for the All-Star break. Uh, and we'll be back where you'll get to hear me pick all of the games correctly for the rest of the season. I'm not going to miss because there is no way that I am buying a steak dinner for Tony Jones. For Tony, I'm Dave, and this has been Game Notes. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.